0: Numbers 28. Appreciate you all being here this morning. Hope you've come prepared to receive something from the Word of God today. As you're turning there, if you'll uh, think about this with me this morning. A firmly laid foundation allows for structured growth. Think about that. A firmly laid foundation allows for structured growth. The Bible talks in the Gospels about a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the winds come and the waves crash and the rains come down and the house is really torn apart because it's not laid upon a solid foundation. It then immediately contrasts that story with a wise man who builds his house upon a rock And the winds come and the waves crash and the rains fall down and the house stands firm. Because it's built upon a strong foundation. So a firmly laid foundation allows for structured growth and it's maintained. It's a maintained growth. Moses at this point in our story has been told he's going to die. Now most of us have no idea when we're going to die. We have no idea how it's going to happen. Some of us may or may not want to know. I don't know about you. I don't think I'd want to know how I'm going to die. Because I would avoid that and try to stay away from it and all of those things. But Moses knows exactly how he's going to die. He knows when he's going to die. He charges Joshua with the task of being the next leader. So Joshua is now uh, um, told he's going to be the next leader. And there are just a few more things that Moses has to do. Before Moses passes away. He's not done yet, but he's getting to the point. One of those things that Moses has to do is he has to implement, or excuse me, re-implement offerings. Offerings. I want you to look at Numbers chapter 28. And hopefully you'll understand where we're going with this. Numbers chapter 28 verse 1. The Bible says this. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, so he, Lord comes to Moses, he's already told him that he's going to pass away, he's already laid hands on Joshua and, and given him the charge. The Lord comes unto Moses and speaks unto him and he says this, command the children of Israel and say unto them, my offering and my bread for my sacrifices made by fire for a sweet savor unto me. "...shall ye observe to offer unto me in their due season. And thou shalt say unto them, This is the offering made by fire, which ye shall offer unto the Lord." Pay attention here. two lambs of the first year, without spot, day by day, for a continual burnt offering. The one lamb shalt thou offer in the morning, and the other lamb shalt thou offer it even." And the tenth part of an ephah of flour for a meat offering, mingled with the fourth part of an hin of beaten oil. It is a continual burnt offering, which was ordained in Mount Sinai for a sweet savor, a sacrifice made by fire unto the Lord. And the drink offering thereof shall be the fourth part of an hin for one lamb. In the holy place shalt thou cause the strong wine to be poured unto the Lord for a drink offering. Verse 8, And the other lamb... Shalt thou offer it even as the meat offering of the morning and as the drink offering thereof. Thou shalt offer it a sacrifice made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. I'd like to preach to you a message that I've entitled, Continual Offering. And for those of you who are thinking, we just took the offering. He's going to have a continual offering. We're going to run out of money. That's not what we're talking about. Talk about it a little bit differently, and I hope you'll understand. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for all you do for us. Thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. And Father, I pray that from this message, all of us would leave here different than when we came. Father, that we would learn something about being a continual offering for you. And Father, I just pray that you would help us to serve you with all that we have. Thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins. We love you for it, and we continue to love you. uh, Even though, Father, sometimes we do wrong... Thank you so much for loving us, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. A continual offering. And I wonder to myself, why in the world is God reminding them or reinstituting this right now? Why now? Why is this coming up now? Why is he talking about this now? Why is this a direct commandment to Moses? Right about when Moses is going to die, why are they doing this? Well, I have two theories Again, these are theories. These are not in the Bible. These are theories. Feel free to take them. Do whatever you want with them. But here's what I think. Perhaps the children of Israel were not currently abiding by the sacrificial system. Perhaps they had gotten lax in it. Because he obviously says that, listen, this is something that was already brought about. And so perhaps they were not currently abiding by that. And they needed to get back into it. This is the way God wanted them to work. This is what God had established for them. So maybe they weren't doing that. That's number one. Number two, perhaps the children of Israel were doing a wonderful job with the sacrificial system. Maybe they were. Maybe they won't. But perhaps they just needed a reminder of the importance of it. You see, every week I stand up here and I do one of two things. I either remind you of something that you're currently doing or I remind you of something that you're not doing and you need to do. Most of the things that I say up here are not new to most of you. You all understand it. Most of you probably spend time in the Word of God on a daily basis. So you understand some of this stuff. It's just a reminder. It it reminds you. And so one of these two theories, perhaps there are more. But these are two things that I thought of that, that might be why God is reinstituting this or reminding them. Either way, whatever way you draw the line, I believe God, the main goal of God bringing this up at this time, was to again establish a foundation of how things ought to work moving forward. Now you need to remember, where are they? Where are the children of Israel? They are getting ready to enter into the promised land. They're on the edge of it. They're looking over into it. They've just committed sin with the daughters of Moab. And they're beginning to look into conquering the promised land. Life is about to get really busy. Life is about to get full of strategy. And and, and trying to understand how they're going to conquer their next enemy. They're going to have a military strategy. They're going to have meetings and Joshua and all of his generals are going to sit down and they're going to go, how are we going to defeat this next army? And they're going to strategize and they're going to try to figure things out and life is going to get busy and I'm sure the ladies and things are going to be making supplies and helping their husbands as they go to war. Life is going to get really busy really quickly. They're going to be moving supplies. They would be taking care of the spoil that they would take. They would be taking care of the wounded. There would be so many things that are going to be going on in this next busy season. No longer would they be simply wandering around in the wilderness. You realize that for the last 40 years, that's what they've been doing. Every day, they get up, and we're still in the wilderness. Every day they get up, uh, and we're still in the wilderness. Every day we get up, we still have no water. We still have no food. We still have nothing. And God begins to provide those things for them. And they really have very little need of anything. The Bible even talks about the fact that their shoes and their clothing never wore out for 40 years. And so they really have nothing to do but wander around in the wilderness and fight amongst themselves. And so here we are, we're getting ready to enter the promised land, and we need to establish a foundation of how things need to work moving forward. No longer would they be simply walking in the wilderness, but every single day, every single day, they would be conquering the land that God had promised them. And so God needed to establish a foundation of what is going on. Again, this was a time of strategy, a time of conquering, And it would be all too easy, get this, it would be all too easy to forget the reason why it was all happening. In fact, if you think about it, there wasn't much strategy that needed to go on. There wasn't much military strategy that needed to go on. In fact, you'll see in Joshua when we get into that book that the first battle they have is Jericho. And you know, if you were looking at Jericho, you would see walls that were so thick, you could have chariot races around the top of it. And so if you're going to strategize as to how to break those walls down and get inside, you would not say, let's walk around it seven times. So the strategy came from God. God said, I want you to walk around the wall seven times. Seven, uh, one time for seven days, and on the seventh day, I want you to walk around it seven times. Nobody say a word. Don't talk. Don't do anything. Just walk around the wall. And on the seventh time, as you walk around the wall on the seventh day, I want you to shout, blow trumpets, and the walls will come tumbling down. And guess what? They did. You see, the fact of the matter is this. There wasn't much military strategy that had to go into anything. But God was in charge and God was telling them and God was working with them. And so God needed to make sure that the foundation of God was set. Because if we can't, listen, if we can't have a foundation set when there's nothing going on, it's going to be hard to have a foundation set when the busyness of life sets in. This is absolutely no different than our lives. Every single one of us is busy in their own respects. In fact, if I ask you how are you doing, 98% of you would probably say, I'm busy. I'm busy. That's, that's our life now. We are busy, and I understand that, I get it, and there's nothing really inherently wrong with being busy, but we are trying to balance jobs, we're trying to balance family, we're trying to balance social, we're trying to balance hobbies, meetings, et cetera. There's just tons of things that we're trying to balance and do. But I believe that if we all want to see our church and our lives be successful, then we need to do some things. We need to lay a foundation. And I believe all of us want to see our church successful. I believe all of us want to have a relationship with God. I believe all of us want these things, but so often things get in the way. Things disrupt our time. Conquering will disrupt our time. The thing that God promised us we could have can interrupt Our time. So what can we do? How can we keep God the priority? How can we lay this foundation? We need to establish a foundation in which everything else will be built upon it. I'd like to give you three, very simply, three foundational elements that we need to establish in order to conquer effectively. Number one, we need to establish the offering. Establish the offering. What is an offering? Right? Like, we, is offering just giving money in the offering plate? Is that all an offering is? Well, offering from Webster's Dictionary says this to present as an act of worship, to sacrifice, to offer a present. It says nothing in there of money. It just says to present as an act of worship. To present what? Well, let's look at this passage. Numbers chapter 28. Look at verse 3. I want you to see what they were entitled or what they were supposed to offer. Look at verse 3. The Bible says, And thou shalt say unto them, This is the offering made by fire which ye shall offer unto the Lord. Watch this. Here's the offering. Two lambs of the first year without spot. Day by day for a continual burnt offering. The one lamb shalt thou offer in the morning and the other lamb shalt thou offer at even. And a tenth part of an ephah of flour for a meat offering, mingled with a fourth part of an hin of beaten oil. Jump down to verse seven. And the drink offering thereof shall be the fourth part of an hin of, for the one lamb in the holy place shalt thou cause the strong wine to be poured unto the Lord for a drink offering. So catch this there's a burnt offering, a meat offering, and a drink offering. And so there were three things, really, and it was very specific that God wanted them to have. Very simply, two lambs, first year, no spot. One in the morning, one in the evening. With that lamb, flour mingled with oil. And then, with the drink offering, wine poured out. Very simply. They were to do that every day. Establish the offering. God, get this, notice this. God was very specific. God was very specific with what he wanted. You see, that's God. God is very specific in his word with many, many things. And so often, we don't follow him specifically. We follow him how we want to follow him. Folks, there are other things in here that we just don't know. There are other things that is not really super specific, but Everything that God says specifically, we need to follow specifically. Two lambs, one in the morning, one in the evening. They are the, to be of the first year, no blemish. He, he even measures out. No, you don't just mingle a bunch of flour with a bunch of oil. No, there's very specifics. So the question is this. Is God specific with what he wants from me today? Is God specific with what he wants from me today? The answer to that question is absolutely. Absolutely. God has some very specific things that he wants from every single person in this room here today. Let's go over them. First Peter chapter 2. If you'll turn there with me. First Peter chapter 2. Look at verse 5. First Peter chapter two and verse five. We need to establish what God wants, establish the offering, First Peter chapter two in verse five. "Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house. And holy priesthood, watch this. What is the purpose to offer up spiritual sacrifices? Acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. You see, we are a royal priesthood. The purpose of our royal priesthood is so that we will offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God. Acceptable to God. So whatever we offer, we need to offer something that's acceptable to God. Let me me give you an illustration, a biblical one. There was two men in the Bible. They were the first two sons... Ever in the Bible, in the world. Cain and Abel. Hear me. Cain and Abel both bring an offering to the Lord. Cain brought an offering of fruits and vegetables because that's what he did. He was a farmer. He was one that grew fruits and vegetables and he does all this. Listen, and Abel, he brings what? He brings a lamb. Without blemish, without spot, because you know what? That's what he did. He was a shepherd. They both bring these offerings to God, free will offerings, not commanded by God. They bring these offerings, and God, the Bible says that God did not respect Cain's offering. Why? Oh, we wonder, and we go, oh, how... How hard can God be? How terrible can he be to not respect someone's offering? Hear me. It's not about you. God has a very specific way of doing things. God has a very specific way of wanting things. And listen, God said, I want a lamb. God has some specific things, and they must be acceptable to God. They must be acceptable, not acceptable to you. Acceptable to God. So what is acceptable to God? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. And verse 15. Hebrews 13 and verse 15. The Bible says this. By him... By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. Watch this. What's the next word? Continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. You know what's acceptable to God? Sacrifice of praise. Continually. Let me ask you something. How often do you praise God? How often is the fruit of your lips giving thanks to God? Listen, our generation, where we live today, we don't give thanks very often to anybody. In fact, if anything, we complain a lot. Hey, my food wasn't cooked properly, or the service was terrible, or this gas pump won't work, or this debit card, why won't it tap? I get so frustrated when my debit card won't tap. Like, who has time to put in a pin? (laughs) It used to be that you had to pull cash out of your wallet. And so we get frustrated and we complain. But let me ask you, how often do we sacrifice praise and give praise and thanks to God? Listen, the Bible says, in everything give thanks for. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's God's will. That's acceptable to God when you give thanks in everything. Well, I got in a car accident. Listen, there's something in that for you. I I, I can't afford to pay my bills. Listen, there's something in that for you. I'm I'm having family struggles. There's something in that for you. You can find out what it is and give thanks to God. Praise. Let's go to another one, Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 13. The Bible says this, Romans chapter 6 and verse 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves, get that, yield yourselves unto God. As those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Jump down to verse 19. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity. Unto iniquity. Even so now yield your members servants to righteousness Unto holiness. That word yield there again is the same connotation as offering. I'm going to yield myself. I'm going to give myself. I'm going to present myself as a servant to righteousness. For what purpose? For holiness. For holiness. God, listen, I just want to learn more about you. I want to be as right as I possibly can. Why? So that I can be holy as thou art holy. Get this. Listen, that's acceptable unto God. God wants you to yield yourselves. Let's continue. i got I to move. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Most of us will probably understand and know this verse. Please turn there. Romans 12 verse 1. We need to establish the offering. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. The Bible says this. I beseech you, I beg you therefore, Brethren. By the mercies of God, here it is, that ye present your what? Bodies. A living sacrifice. Look at the words now. Holy. Acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Here it is, though. And it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Again, presenting your bodies because that's acceptable to God. God, here I am. Take me. Use me. Do whatever you want with me. Here I am. The illustration can often be used here of Abraham offering his son Isaac. The Bible talks about Isaac willingly giving his life. He laid it down. Now praise the Lord God did not let Abraham kill his son, but he was prepared. Isaac was prepared to present his body. Can I ask you a question? Are you prepared to offer yourself? You see, God's very specific. He wants you. He wants your lips of praise. He wants your heart. He wants your body. He wants every part of you. Are you prepared To establish the offering. God's very specific. And that looks basically the same for every person. God, here I am. Take my life and let it be. Consecrated, Lord, to thee. Not for my purposes. Not for any other purpose. Not for my neighbor. Not for my family. Not for my husband. Not for my spouse. No matter who it is, it's for you, God. Not for me. Nobody else. So establish the offering. the offering was very specific. Number two, I want to establish the frequency. How often should this take place? How often should I be offering up myself? How often should we be offering up these two lambs? Look at verse 3 again of Numbers chapter 28. Establishing the frequency. The Bible says this. And thou shalt say unto them, this is the offering made by fire, which ye shall offer unto the Lord. Two lambs of the first year without spot. Here it is, day by day for a continual burnt offering. Look at verse 4. The one lamb shalt thou offer in the morning, and the other lamb shalt thou offer at even. Verse 6. It is a continual burnt offering. Jump down to verse 8. And the other lamb shalt thou offer at even as the meat offering. As of the morning and as the drink offering thereof, thou shalt offer it a sacrifice made by fire for a sweet savor unto the Lord. You see, it was to be day by day, twice a day, morning and evening. Why? Because it was to be a continual, never stopping, continual. The fire was to never go out on this. The lambs were to be offered, one in the morning, one in the evening, Every single day, continual, one that never stopped. So how are we supposed to apply this to our lives now? Second Corinthians chapter four and verse sixteen. I've got it here, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Every single day, God is looking for you to renew your commitment to him. To offer yourself again and renew your mind every single day. Day by day for a continual offering. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. Which we talked about already, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse seventeen, not not only in that same chapter it says, in everything give thanks, it says this: pray without ceasing. It's continual, guys. How often should we offer up ourselves? How often should we talk to the Lord and thank him and praise him continually over and 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 over again? Well, how am I supposed to get anything else done? You do it while you're doing everything else. I know people say, I'll be cleaning the house and I'll just be singing and praising the name of the Lord. Listen, I'll be driving down the road, and instead of listening to music, I just start praying to God. Listen, you can do that stuff. Listen, while you're working, you can praise the Lord. You can do all of these things. You can offer yourself up to God on a continual, daily basis. Our offering to God should be continual. We should be constantly doing it by renewing ourselves. So again, what does this look like on a practical level? The principle is there. Several times a day we should be offering up our lives as a sacrifice to God. If you will, something to this effect you would say to God. God, my life is yours right now. Right now. Do with me as you see fit. Listen, there are times when I'm standing up here preaching and I will say to God, I need you right now. There'll be times where I say, God, give me the words to say while I'm preaching. Guys, you can do that. When you're in a a discussion with your spouse, listen, you can do that right away. God, I need you right now. This is what it looks like practically. God, my life is yours. Do what you want. I believe it also includes the studying and understanding of what God wants you to do through his word. Again, we've already made mention of this. Everything that God wants you to do specifically is found in his word. Find it. Study it. Let this be the starting point. The rest of this chapter and the next chapter of Numbers chapter 28 and 29, they talk about, listen, get this, they talk about adding to the daily offering. On the seventh day, you're to add to it. On the first day of every month, you're to add to to it On special holidays, you're supposed to add to it. Listen, this should be a starting point where every single day, every single day, every single day you offer yourself. Every moment of every day you're offering yourself. You're offering your lips. You're offering your heart. If every one of us would offer our lives to God continually all throughout the day, can you imagine what kind of conquering would be done? Can you imagine what your marriage would look like? Can you imagine what your kids would look like? Can you imagine what this church would look like? Can you imagine what your community would look like? If every one of us just continually, every single day, God, I'm yours. God, I'm yours. So we establish the offering. We establish the frequency. Number three, I want to establish the function. What's the purpose? What is the purpose of all this? Why are we going to do all of this? What is the point? Look at Numbers chapter 28. Notice verse 6. The Bible says it is a continual burnt offering. Here it is. Which was ordained in Mount Sinai for a sweet savor. A sacrifice made by fire unto the Lord. You see, what I want you to notice here, and we're going to turn there, go to Exodus chapter 29. Exodus 29. Here's what I want you to notice. This was before commanded. This was before commanded, as it was commanded in Mount Sinai. Exodus 29 is an interesting passage. Exodus 29, does anybody know what happened nine chapters before that? It's Exodus 20, just for the record. The law, the Ten Commandments. And this is the place, Mount Sinai is the place where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. This is the place for nine chapters or more. God begins to tell him, this is what I want everything to look like. This is how I want everything to go down. This is how everything I want. Look at Exodus 29 and verse 38. Exodus 29 and verse 38. The Bible says, Now, this is that which thou shalt offer upon the altar two lambs of the first year, day by day, continually. The one lamb thou shalt offer in the morning, and the other lamb thou shalt offer at even. And with the one lamb, a tenth deal of flour mingled with the fourth part of an hin of beaten oil and the fourth part of an hin of wine for a drink offering. Does this sound familiar? Everybody following. Here we go. Verse 41. And the other lamb shalt thou offer at even, and shall do according, therefore, excuse me, shall do thereto according to the meat offering of the morning, and according to the drink offering thereof, for a sweet savor, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Almost the exact same wording. God's bringing it up again. Now watch. Verse 42. Here's the why. This shall be a continual burnt offering. Throughout your generations at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. Watch here, right here, where I will meet you to speak there unto thee. Verse 43 and there. I will meet with the children of Israel, and their tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory, verse 44. And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar. And I will sanctify also uh, both Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office, verse 45. And I will, watch this, dwell among the children of Israel, and will watch, be their God, verse 46. And they shall know. That I am the Lord their God. That brought them forth out of the land of Egypt. Why? That I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. Here it is. The function, the reason is so that they will know and they will understand that God is with them. God will dwell with them. God will meet with them. God will speak to them. In the moment of offering. The continual offering. Very simply, let's apply. Listen. When you continually offer yourself. Every day. Moment by moment. You know what you're doing? You're allowing God to speak to you. You're allowing God to dwell with you. You're allowing God You're allowing God to say, I am your God. And you're allowing yourself to say, I am yours. You are my God. Listen, if you want that relationship with God, if you want to see God help you conquer things, then this, this is the place. Wherever you offer yourself, that's the place. That you will meet with God. And that God will meet with you. This this is the place where God will speak with you. This is the place the children of Israel knew that God was their God and that they were his people. Listen. They needed the foundation. They needed that foundation. Because life was going to get crazy. Life was going to get nuts. And they were going to begin probably even trusting in their own military strength. And they were probably going to be, begin trusting in their own power and their own strength. But he said, listen, we need to get back to this. We need to get back to God. We need to get back to offering. We need to make sure that offering is going continual. It's a constant reminder for us that we need God in every aspect of our lives. When you offer yourself daily You are offering yourself in every aspect. It's a constant reminder that God is to be the center and the foundation of everything that we are going to do. This should be the place that we meet with God intimately, face to face. You know, that's where Moses met with God face to face was in the tabernacle. Because there was a continual offering. It's the place that God speaks and we listen. This is a place, get this, I love this. He talked about the glory of God being there. This is the place where we can see continually the glory of God. This is the time where we can leave knowing and having the strength that we are God's people. I have God on my side. What what can separate us from the love of God? We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. How are we going to know that? Every single day, offering. Offering. I'd like to illustrate with a passage and I'll be finished. Turn with me to Leviticus chapter 6. Leviticus chapter 6. Almost finished. Look at verse 8. Bible says and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, command Aaron and his son saying, this is the law of the look at burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night unto the morning, continual. And the fire of the altar shall be burning in it, and the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen breeches shall he put on with the flesh. And watch this, take up the ashes. Which the fire hath consumed with the burnt offering on the altar. And he shall put them beside the altar. And he shall put off his garments and put on other garments. And carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. Shall not be put out. To continue. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. And lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. Verse 13. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar it shall never go out here's what I want to illustrate with you the priests their job every day was to put on their special garments and go in and do what take the ashes out let me ask you a question why take the ashes out you know what ashes do dump a bunch of ashes on a fire You know what it will do? Extinguish it. You see, every day they were to take the ashes out. And every day, you know what they were to do? Put more wood on. Continual fire. Here's my illustration. Every single day, we need to get rid of yesterday's power and get some new ones. And every single day we need to get rid of yesterday's power and get a new one. Because if we don't, the fire will extinguish. And we will not be able to offer anything every single day. Offering, offering, offering. Take the ashes out, get rid of that old stuff, get something new. Get something new every single day. Establishing what God has established. Why? For the foundation of moving forward. Because there's going to come a day, and you won't realize when, when you need God to come through. You need the walls of Jericho to come down. There's going to come a day when you need to cross that Jordan River. And you don't know how to get across because it's flooded, and God's going to split that thing wide open, and you're going to go across. Because you spent continual time with him. If we're going to conquer things in our life, it has to be done by establishing the foundation of offering to God on a daily basis. Because we need him. We cannot do this without him. Can I challenge you? Give yourself as a continual offering.